comes. Here. And watch out! He's got Wow. Point, because it's a 6% slope, 50 feet. So right now it will gather speed. Good weight. A two footer. Oh my goodness. All the way. Can you believe that? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Walk it in podcast episode 36, season two for Mark and myself. We are so excited to be back. Cheers to you, my friend. Happy 2022. Good to be back talking golf. You too. Got Breckenridge in the cup today. I'm working with Weller uh, over yeah. the holidays. I read the okay. book Happy Land by Wright Thompson. Great book. A phenomenal book on so many yeah. levels. Whether you like whiskey or not, that story is worth reading. And so I, I picked up a bottle of Weller, you know, to, to shoot it back to the old Pappy days. I like that. Um, very good. Uh, the book is phenomenal. So good. Uh, if, if we're giving out book club recommendations. <laughs> we could start our own podcast about book recommendations. Yeah, that one would be I, number one on the list. <laughs> I went. Uh, I went back to the well. Bring bring it back from season one with the old Breckenridge. I'm sure. Should we we'll put a few the, bottles? Oh, of course we will. What, what was the final standings last year? Three three to two. Did I edge you out? Yeah, three two. You. Hey, that's what you want. You want a close contest. New season, new me. That's right. And we are back. And the season, the PGA season, that is, has started since September. The guys, I think, on the PGA get a grand total of maybe 14 days off before the next tournament starts. We took a little bit extra time. We're big college football fans. The season has come and gone for both of our teams, but we are excited to be back in the PGA swing. We've got the Century Tournament of Champions this weekend, which we will break down. We're excited to have sort of a a star-studded field, I guess you could say, and that's really what the Century is. But the tournament of champions, if you will. It is. You can only get here if you've won. I mean, it also counts if you've won team events. Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, they're here after winning the Zurich earlier. Yeah, but golf is better with those two. So much better. I think. Yes. And we'll probably talk about Cam Smith later when it it comes to my card. Um, We, the last time you heard from us was the Ryder Cup back in September. I was on site, USA won, awesome event, all things We also had some big golf tournaments that happened. We didn't talk about them, but to kind of look back, talk about what's happened in the 2021-2022 schedule, because that's where we are in the century. It's not the start of the season, but it is the start of our podcasting season. To go back, a couple things that jump out to me, and I'll let you chime in on this too. The first tournament back, California Fortinet Championship, Fortnite Championship, whatever you want to call it, actually called the Fortinet. Max Homa in Cali again. Third That's win. what he does. Second, he's already booked himself a ticket to next year's Century Tournament of Champions. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of crazy how good he is in California. He loves that setup. It, it's worth thinking about for our one and dones when we get back to Riviera, where he'll be defending. We're going to have a few more Cali tournaments coming up after they finish up in Hawaii. Pebble, Tory. you're going to see Riviera Country Club again. Worth keeping an eye on Max Homa in those formats, in those locations. Absolutely. Um, Other guys, Rory, CJ Cup back in the winner's circle. I mean, he won at Quill Hollow back in the 2020-2021 season. But good to see more Rory popping up, no matter where it is, no matter what he's doing. Yeah, people uh, far and wide are predicting multiple majors for him this year. I don't know if I'm one of them yet, but you know I'm going to be on Rory at some points throughout the season. 
Last year, he was good to me at Quail Hollow, got the winning ticket. We also should should mention that, I mean, this this year we're, we're going to have a new format and we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of how we're going to still break down our picks. We, we've got the inside 11, the double breaker, but that was one I will look back fondly on watching Rory close it out over yeah. Keith Mitchell of all people back at I, Quail Hollow. I thought you were going to talk, I thought you were going to segue that into the schedule change and Quail Hollow not hosting um, its normal tournament because they're hosting the... Uh, uh, president's cup this year oh i didn't i didn't even know that they got bumped out of that spot for that yeah yeah so they are taking a year off um f- from uh their regular regularly scheduled programming so that they can host the president's cup and uh now we get a tournament over at uh tpc potomac in my neck of the woods oh there we go oh yeah we talked about that towards the end of last season we would have to get yeah. out there and, and check out the tournament but yeah well, I guess that's probably why people are projecting Rory to win multiple majors because he can't win his own major at yeah. uh, at Quell Hollow at the Wells that's Fargo right. like he always does. Um, well, it is still the Wells Fargo, but it is up in your neck of the woods. It's not down in North Carolina. Um, other guys who won, Victor defends his title at Mayakoba, wins back-to-back years. That's it, that's worth noting, especially considering resort golf in Mayakoba. We got resort golf in Hawaii this weekend. Word on the Twitter sphere is that Victor doesn't have his clubs yet from Delta, but really sounds like it'll all end up getting worked out. But Victor Hovland in this format is another interesting person to look at. No cut of that. Is he not ready to fly private yet? He might not be at that point. He's got to be like one more year. I mean, wow. the guy's probably got a couple mil easy. That's private money. That's private flight money, I think, for most of those yeah, guys. Yeah, he's got to be a, a private flight guy now. There. He, won the, he, he won the Hero World Challenge a month later. Pocket an extra mil. Come on. I think it's time. Get those clubs. You don't need help Delta managing that stuff anymore no. for you. You're ready. You're ready, Vic. That's Who right. else? Anybody else from this from the season? Yeah, our, our guy Kokrak wins again. The guy's a beast. He is. He is. He'll be a part of our breakdown, I'm sure. Houston Open. Then he goes and wins the QBE with Kevin Na. So it's it's an interesting window while most of the golf world kind of tunes out ourselves watching college football, NFL. It's a weird window for a PGA tour, but plenty of big names, Hideki, Rory, Sungjae, Burns, Homa, Hovland. I mean, if you're the PGA, those are the guys you want winning tournaments that time of year. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, I, I would guess that viewership and i don't have the numbers in front of me was down because of football season and all that stuff during those months but they want they want big names winning tournaments and for the most part you know these last few months have have seen some big names win and we'll see if uh if we can keep it up here going into hawaii and california and then uh, of course the florida swing yeah yep it's good and this is a fun i think period in golf it's the lead up to the masters there's all the excitement and you've got some really good tournaments starting. I, I personally like this one. I mean, we did our first podcast on Century last year. Uh, Sentimental. We should. I mean, this is an important podcast to bring back when you almost hit the 45 to one ticket on our first podcast. That's first right. show Man. we ever did. People forget I've played this course. That's right. Always got to get the course shot up because yeah. Mark's been his way through the resort golf option. We, he we're won. not. This is my promise to the this is my promise to the people, Jeff. I, uh, I will not let a year of podcasting go by without mentioning the courses I play. That's right. And you you stick by that for the people of the podcast. Give them that. I'm here to deliver. 
that knowledge, course knowledge, you want that kind of stuff. You know, the numbers only tell so much. You've got to have some of that local course knowledge if you're really going to cash some tickets. That's right. You can hear the sarcasm just dripping off my voice. <laughs> Anyways. You mean um, the jealousy? That Maybe a little bit of that too. Maybe a little bit. Hey, this year, it's 2022. We're going to be at Whistling Straits in September coming off of the Ryder Cup. That's going to be fun. So we'll both get to say we played that. It'll be a, right. it'll be a thing where not just you, I'll get my, my jab in as well. <laughs> um, what else for you, world of golf, leading into our, our first tournament of the year? Um, not a ton that happened in, you can call it the off season or beginning of the season, what have you, but, uh, that little pip fund, uh, mockery that the tours got going on hats off to Phil and tiger, obviously (laughs) for being the most talked about on social media. Do you, do you think if, and again, that, that player impact program where they're doling out cash for guys who are, are moving the needle in more ways than just on the course, but to point that out, if, Phil doesn't win at Kiowa. He doesn't win the pip, right? No, but he probably still finishes in the top five. I, I would imagine he's still getting some check. Yes. Yeah, yes. for sure. And I think if it's not that, then Tiger is the one who's going to get it. Tiger's gonna right. And right. Then, and then if not, maybe Charlie Woods. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Those club twirls <laughs> are grade A. I mean, I can't imagine how many gifts are circulating now with just Charlie Woods club twirls. Yeah, it's for sure. It's almost as savage as Maverick McNeely when they were playing Pebble and he whipped that club twirl into 18 green. That's almost you, as savage. You love Maverick McNeely. That's like we're going to talk logo. about a lot of guys this week that I love because I just <laughs> I'm jumping right back on the train, man. All yep. aboard! It's, the season has begun for us. Yeah, um, new season, same Jeff. That's right. I don't I don't deviate much, man. I like I I got the guys I like. No Max Homa on the card today. Well, admit that. No shout Max out Homa. to my boys at home for giving me shit for uh, always betting on Joaquin Neiman, my guy. I know. Do are we gonna get a Joaquin Neiman sighting? We'll yeah. see. I don't know about this week, but you know he's going to be present on my cards this year. Yeah, he, <laughs> we're gonna find a way. We're gonna find a way. Um, this year we're gonna uh, format our discussion a little bit differently. I I talked about. We'll do the inside the leather. We'll do the double breaker, but we're going to use the odd, odds boards, the winner, the winning ticket bets. So everything from your, your favorite this week, John Rahm at seven and a half to one, all the way down to Stuart Sink at 200 to one. We're not going to talk about every guy, but we're going to use that to kind of give ourselves the uh, sort of the format for when we'll share our picks and kind of guys that might catch our eye, but don't make the card. Uh, we're going to go into every week with five units each. We might fluctuate a little bit come major time. Mark loves the majors. He performs on the big stage. Why limit the number of units Mark trots out there when it comes to major time? You can only cage an animal for so long. That's right. I mean, hey, I don't want to be in your way. I don't want to be in your way when it comes to the major tickets. At this point, though, we do want to touch on one thing, at least I do, before we really get into the meat of, of the tournament, the picks, the, the, the odds boards. I want to shout out Data Golf, which Mark and I use a lot when we're breaking down the tournaments and looking at the statistics. You can get your own membership to, to Data Golf and see all the numbers and things we're going to talk about here. But they came out with a tremendous course table. And this really helps kind of put the perspective of what is Kapalua compared to a lot of the other courses that we see. And we talked about this at the very top of the show, resort golf, huge fairways, huge greens. The defense for this course is the wind. 
And it sounds like based on the forecast, that's not going to be in play this week. There could be, I think last year, Harris English won it at like 24 under. Yeah. 25. I think maybe we, we could see 30, we which theoretically, which you, you know, I I'm not the biggest fan me, of. Yeah. Me neither. Um, but that's just that's just how it is. We have to get used to it. It, it was it's been like that for a couple of years now. Golf is just uh, I don't want to say it's too easy for these guys, but it's too easy for these guys. And there's only so much a course can do to defend them. Right. Um, the equipment is so good. The players are so good. Um, they've tried to tweak a little bit with the rules, you know, driver lengths, greens, books, uh, that sort of stuff to maybe try to to limit it a, a stroke here and a stroke there but at the end of the day the majority of the tournaments are going to end up 15 20 under yeah and this is no dig at you but again it's not like Kapalua is hosting pga pros every weekend this is a resort course so they're not trying to make it incredibly difficult for the let's call ourselves what we are average golfer who wants to go out and enjoy a round i wouldn't even call myself that but yeah absolutely <laughs> I'd call you that it's a it's a fairly easy course if you yeah. you know semi know what you're doing. If you look at the the data golf numbers, this is the fourth widest fairway you'll find on tour, just behind Concession, Congaree, and Trinity Forest. So, in terms of the PGA Pro getting a guaranteed payout and a week in Hawaii, I think this all adds up to a pretty nice week for all the guys who end up making this and. Some people, like Jordan Spieth, who's back after missing it for three years, said something in the media, I think even back the last time he played it, where it's like, if I ever qualify for this and I don't go, you guys have every right to bash me for it. And he's back. Yeah, who would, he's back. Who would turn who it would, down? It's awesome. The only person to turn it down who qualified was Rory. Rory's the only player who's not here. Which is crazy, but Wild. I'm sure he's got his reasons. Rory also has many people writing him checks nowadays. He doesn't necessarily need to show up for a free for a free right. payday. But right. Anyways, other things that jump out about concession. Again, I already mentioned wide fairways. Kapalua. Yeah, sorry. Concession is what's right above Plantation Kapalua. But yes, at Kapalua, wide fairways, wide greens. Personally, for me, from like breaking down the read for this week, kind of came down to putty. I don't know where you fell on the, on the map, but for me, it doesn't really seem like driving distance and driving accuracy is going to add up. The distance always helps. Don't get me wrong. You got to hit the irons. But this is going to be a birdie fest. If we're seeing anything like Harris English at 25 under and no wind, you're going to have to push it to 30, in my opinion, to win this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and my card is uh, full of guys who could score um, bombers uh, off the tee because, like you mentioned, the fairways are so wide that you don't have to be even remotely accurate. Uh, to, to at least have a chance uh, at this tournament, but all of these, every single PGA Tour pro is accurate, accurate enough to compete Correct. here on this course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Accurate enough and then some, I think, is, is the best way we could describe. And, mm -hmm. and you'll see, I mean, it's primetime golf. We got primetime golf on NBC, which is always fun. This window when we're in, we're, we're here and then we're at Wiley, the Sony Open, two windows where you get primetime golf, 5, 6, 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern time. Those are going to be fun windows to really welcome golf back to the minds of the casual fans, we'll call it. Yeah. I already mentioned this, but let's, let's kind of start to break down the board for this week. So we're going to use DraftKings for the odds each and every week. Um, the way I'm looking at it right now, 
the the odds on favorite i already mentioned john rom at seven and a half to one just behind him jt at eight to one and then colin morikawa rounds it out at 10 to one i took jt last year at this tournament he was in the hunt ended up missing it i think he's a, to your point about bombers and the rumor is based on the twitter sphere jt was in hawaii last week and was putting up some bonkers numbers shooting like 61 62 on the local i mean he loves this course uh he plays super well here he's got two thirds two wins in his last five tournaments here he's just an absolute beast i i like that he uh played in the the father-son thing um a a couple weeks back you know yeah he's been playing in hawaii like you said he's He's not just sitting on his couch, uh, you know, for uh, the all quote unquote off off season. Uh, he's he's ready to go and uh, someone that sticks out immediately, obviously. Well, and I also think JT had a disappointing year by his standards last year. There wasn't a whole lot. I mean, he even posted a screenshot of his goals for last season. And obviously someone of JT's caliber is going to push himself very hard, but JT didn't achieve a whole lot last year, minus that win at the players. That was really his one moment that happened early in the season and everything else was kind of a letdown. Yeah. I mean, he went a huge stretch without a top 10, I think, or without a top 20, even he couldn't put, I mean, we've talked about his putter on this podcast many times, but it didn't seem like he had other facets of his game working and his putting let him down, which it's known to do. We'll see if the rest of it comes together this year. Um, Working our way down, we've also got in kind of the teens window, we've got Bryson and Xander at 12 to 1, along with Victor. Cantley at 14 to 1, Burns 18 to 1. That's kind of your mid-range. I personally love one golfer in this window. You talked <laughs> about a birdie fest earlier. Do you want to guess who I'm already putting on the card for this week? If I had to guess, it's your boy, Sammy B. It is my boy, Sammy B. And and my first inside the leather pick this week is not for Burns to win, but it is plus 125 for Burns to finish top 10. And I think for Burns, it's really the, the birdie making ability all over the course. He putts well. He was ninth in putting last year, strokes game putting on the PGA Tour, fifth in birdie average, almost four and a half per round. Four and a half per round is not going to cut it at this course, but I think this is a place where he'll be able to pour a plenty of birdies in. And generally, he's not an accurate driver. His off the tee numbers don't jump out at you, but he has the distance. Top third of the of the uh, PGA Tour in terms of driving distance. So I think it all adds up well for Burns. He's coming off, I think, an eye-opening year. Would you say as much last year for Sam Burns? I oh, heard yeah. He wasn't on my radar last year. Absolutely. And now he's here to stay for sure. I think he can have a huge year, multiple wins, the whole thing, um, you know, getting contention for uh, for the next Ryder Cup, you know, maybe make the President's Cup team. We'll see. Yeah, he won at Sanderson Farms in October. It was one of those where Burns wins, Homa wins, fresh off the Ryder Cup, both guys who didn't get the nod. And it kind of felt like both guys have something to prove. And I think that might be the case again this year. I love Burns. And I remember last year when we were talking about the tournament and reflecting back, and it was like, wow, we kind of dropped the ball on Harris English. Like the guy was cruising leading up mm-hmm. to this tournament and then came out there, won against Neiman for the podcast sake. I wish we would have gotten that win. 
But this guy played Burns, played very well in that uh, FedEx Cup and then has played well in kind of that swing season. So I'm excited. He has no, he's played in, let's see, six tournaments since the turn of the year. This includes the Hero World Challenge and the QBE shootout. Doesn't have anything worse than a T14. I think a top 10 this week looks pretty good for Burns. I'm going to put two units on my first inside leather pick of 2022 and i first so, official pick and it's burns man like let's go I love jump it. right back on why, why would it be anyone else i love it i love I, it i'm a big i'm a big fan of burns this year it'll be yeah. all over the card many times i'm sure yeah anyone else in this window jump out to you that you want to chat about no nah, not really in this window i mean i will say briefly I'm interested to see what Victor Hovland does this mm-hmm. year. Um, is he, you know, he's won a couple times at, at, you can call them lesser tournaments or whatever, but um, I'm interested to see what he does like in this next full season here um, with full fields coming back into, uh, into these tournaments coming up. Um, does he have what it takes to win majors? Um, you know, just, is he going to live up to, uh, all of the hype that is thrown his way. And yeah. I do think most of it is fair hype. Um, just kind of want to see him do it uh, a little bit bigger than he's been, you know, been winning on. No, yeah. no slight to him really, but I'd like to see him win like, you know, majors. Yeah. Oh, I think it, it, the hype machine for, for Hovland is a real thing. And it'll be interesting to see if he lives up to the billing this year. Yeah, um, I'm actually looking in the 20s uh, range uh, on the odds board. Um, you've got uh, a bunch of guys in the 20 uh, to, to one area. Berger, Cam Smith, Matsuyama, Jordan Spieth, Sung J.M., all between 20 to one and 22 to one. Um, I'm going to make my first official pick of 22 on uh, Jordan Spieth, my guy. He's he's, uh, he's he's 22 to one to win. I'm going to put two units on him to finish top 10 at plus 130. Uh, inside the leather pick, number one for me, uh, Spieth, birdie machine, not the most accurate driver of the ball, but he does bomb it when he wants to. And the accuracy is not going to kill him uh, at, at this course, as we know. Uh, this year, albeit limited sample size, he's fifth on tour in birdie average. Um, third and strokes gained off the tee, largely due to the fact that he's, you know, driving the ball 316 yards. I was uh, just going to say, where is that number coming from? Because if you look back on 2020, 2021, he was right. below 300. Yeah. That's now a, he's at 316. I don't know what kind of speed work he's been doing or, or whatever, but if New he Jordan's can get that out. driver, right, look out for multiple wins this year majors potentially st andrews how you doing let's go uh, yeah <laughs> uh but i like spieth to carry that the momentum that uh he had last year i liked him i like him to uh to continue it this season and my first pick is going to be a top 10 this uh this this week at, at kapalua for plus 132 units yeah um well i'm gonna jump right into my double breaker while we're on the topic of jordan speed because i'm gonna take him on a half unit at 22 to one. And I won't go back over all the things you said. I just think it stacks up. Well, I like what I read in the media about Jordan really enjoying this tournament, wanting to be here. We're big college football guys. When it comes to bowl season, one of the handicaps is always who wants to be there. Who's interested in competing that day. I don't think that's necessarily the case for golfers, but in no cut events, 
I think there's a little bit of a difference between who wants to be there to win and who wants to be there to collect the check at the end of the day. They're all mm-hmm. alpha dogs. Don't get me wrong. Right. But those kind of quotes, you don't hear from every guy. You got to factor it in. I think Jordan's going to compete this week. Uh, while we're on the topic of who wants to be there, why don't uh, why don't I throw a curveball your way? Does LSU want to be there tonight against Kansas State? For the sake of my bowl pool, I sure as hell hope, but I doubt <laughs> it. I doubt it. The Didn't line realize. keeps creeping. It's seven and a half now against yeah. K-State. They have, I think, like 39 scholarship players That's available right. to play. Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal way. So I don't know season. exactly if they want to be there. Hopefully Jordan Spieth is going to want to be at Kapalua more than LSU will want to be at the Texas Bowl. And we're recording yes. this Tuesday night, uh, almost uh, kickoff time here, 9 p.m. Eastern on uh on Tuesday. But uh, yeah. yeah, to your point, that's a huge handicap for, for football, for golf. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think Jordan's going to be in a good spot this week. And, and I know I'm getting a little bit ahead there, but while we're on the topic, speed to win 22 to one half a unit, I'm, I'm all over it. Yeah. I love that. And um, if, if I can circle back since I didn't uh, give my, uh, my double breaker pick earlier when we were going through it uh, um, I talked about how I love Justin Thomas. Um, I think he is a lock to win. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it. I love it. Well, it's good to uh, only have one win bet then. Because if you, yeah, have, if you I have said one, he was a lock and you bet somewhere else, you're just letting money on fire. I have one one win bet this week. Justin Thomas, eight to one. Reminds me of when I hit that DJ Masters bet. Uh, he was eight and a half to one. Sometimes, like, you know, I don't like short odds like that, but mm-hmm. when you know, you know. And I've got a feeling uh, on JT this week. So uh, I'm going to, just like you had a, a Spieth win bet, um, and, and I, I don't know if you have any others, but JT, 8-1 to one for a unit, that is my lone win bet of the week. Yeah, and I, man, I love it. I'm glad you came back to it. We also on the podcast typically stay far away from the odds on favorite, in this case, John Rom. I remember last year saying the same thing about JT, and he competed third. You've mentioned he's won here twice. His worst finish in his last five is T22 and the other four were top five finishes. So if you yep. want, not that you want to, because you say it's a lock, I might sprinkle a little bit, not an official pick, but I might sprinkle a little bit on top five finish at plus 160. That just yeah, kind of uh, feels like, why wouldn't you considering the form? Absolutely. I, I agree with that. I'm on it to win. So I won't really, uh, take too much uh exposure in addition to that on him but uh i i love him to win and and obviously top five if if you're gonna go in that direction yeah well and while we're still in the 20s uh there's one other guy that stands out to me to double breaker pick this week you got one win bet i'm taking two to me it feels like there's an opportunity with cameron smith to take that harris english mold harris english like we talked about last year was like why did we miss this if you look back on Cameron Smith, at the end of last year, T5 at the WGC, second at the Northern Trust, T34 at BMW, T14 at the Tour Championship. He then gets into this season, he's got T9 at the CJ Cup, T15 at the Houston Open, and then T4, his last term at the RSM. Obviously, very few guys have played golf in this window between Thanksgiving and the New Year. Cam Smith, though, is a guy who makes putts. That's one of my most important things this week. you got to be a good putter. You're going to have to pour in the birdies. He was fourth last year in birdie average, just a shade under four and a half. Looks a heck of a lot like my other win pick in Spieth. 
I really think Cam Smith is going to turn some heads this year. I know we were joking about he's here because of Mark Leishman, but this is a pretty interesting opportunity for Cam. 22 to one, half unit, book the win bet. I like Cam Smith's ability to pour in some birdies this week. Yeah. That's that's a, if Sam Burns is is your one A, Cam Smith is your one B. That's right. I mean, we're starting the new year off with what we know. You know, <laughs> it, it's a no cut event. Let's stick with what we know, and those are two guys we know and we love. And yep. I'm taking Cam and Sam Burns to start things off. That's right. Working our way down, uh, Patrick Reed's been an interesting guy. He's won here before, twenty eight to one. I personally am not betting him. I've read some things that seem to like where Patrick Reed is headed into this tournament. Personally, I will not be touching any Patrick Reed bets. But yeah, you know, I you know, I'm I'm up to date on the the twitters and all that uh, stuff. Um, I think uh, our guy Jason Sobel over at Golf Bet picked him to win this week. I don't really, I'm not on board with it. Um, he obviously had the lingering injuries uh, leading up to the um, the Ryder Cup. Wasn't playing terribly uh, well either. And um, ultimately, like, I just want to see more from Patrick Reed before I dive into, uh, you know, exposure on him, be it win bets, one and done picks, top tens, that sort of stuff. I'm just really not in on uh, on Patrick Reed, at least not yet. Yeah. And I am, I don't ever really like rostering Patrick Reed for anything. So unless I have a really compelling reason, I'm going to stay away from it. And in this case, I will be staying away from Patrick Reed, but yes, some interesting sort of early love, but it it does make sense considering his history at this tournament. He's won here before. Um, He has had a couple uh, runner up finishes. So I am a little surprised. Um, looking just going down a, a little bit lower than than Patrick Reed. I'm a little bit surprised that Jason Kokrak is 35 to one. Um, Tell me about that. I, well, I just, I like Jason Kokrak a lot. He's won multiple, what it was three or four times this past year. He's got everything that it takes to go up against the big dogs. He's shown that time and time again. He's the kind of personality that being on quote unquote vacation in Hawaii is not going to uh, deter a, his golf game. Man. He's, yeah, he's right. There. It's a business trip. He's going to roll off the plane in his cowboy hat and his belt buckle, and he's going to be ready to his to eagle bear bourbon. Yeah, man, the guy's going to go for it. Uh, so I, I'm not on Kokrak officially this week. I'm just surprised that he's 35 to one. Uh, I think that's probably a little bit long for him. Um, Max Homa, 80 to one, seems a little bit crazy to me. Um, I'm actually uh, even below Max Homa. I'm going to take a shot at Garrick Higo <laughs> this this week. Uh, he is 110 to one. That's a 110 to one plus 11,000. Um, I'm going to take him for a top 20 this week. That's even money uh, for two units. I think he can bomb the shit out of the ball and he kind of uh, stepped onto the scene last year, uh, you know, announced his presence and and people are going to realize even more quickly this year that Higo is here to stay. Uh, I don't think he can win this week would be a hell of a, a, uh, a title if he did at at those odds, but uh, even money top 20, uh, I, I love Higo this week. I think he 
um, starts this week, this year, uh, this calendar year, uh, just like he left off last year. It's, it's interesting because Garrick was one of those guys who got his win last year when I, you have to jog my memory on the exact tournament. I'm actually, I think right at Congaree. Was it Congaree? Yeah, that's right. Because there was the, was it Chesson Hadley that had the, I, I want to say it was Chesson. Somebody had just a disgusting blow up that resulted in his mm-hmm. victory. And I, I'm upset that it's escaping my mind right now. It's whatever guy does the the snap, the finger snap after he yeah. makes a big putt. Um, God, it's killing me that I can't remember who it is. But I mean, Garrick is a similar mold of a Victor Hovland, just without as much of the fanfare. He's a bomber. He's kind of got this young kid swag to him. Right. He's got like a bravado to him. Yes. That's exactly the word. There's a bravado to him that I, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what, what he does this week. If if we're talking about really, really long numbers, I guess this doesn't count as a really long number. No, it counts as a long number. 130 to one, Brandon Grace, not taking the pick, but I do like Brandon Grace this week. He plays well in these types of environments. He got his sole win last year at the Puerto Rico Open. You he, called that. I did. That was one of my winning picks last year, and I'm happy for Brandon Grace. I'm happy for myself and for my pocketbook. Brandon Grace, I don't think, is going to compete this week. But in a no-cut event at 130 to 1, if you look down here, you've got Kisner, who's not played well here. Cameron Davis can't putt worth a lick. I don't think Phil's going to compete. Van Ruyen, Matt Jones, Kate H. Lee, Lucas Glover, and Stuart Sink. Stuart Sink with the longest odds. He had quite the season last year, a roller coaster season of sorts. Interesting to see Stuart being the, the lowest odds this year. Um, interesting. The other person, you touched on him, but I'm going to go back up to my last pick. So four picks this week for me. I've already touched on Cam, Spieth, and then Sam Burns. You talked about Kokrak. Talk about Kokrak's number being a little strange at 35 to one. I like Kokrak this week. To your point about the number, I'm going to go with the top 10 instead at two to one for two units. And I think for a lot of the reasons you pointed out with Kokrak, one of the reasons that stands out to me the most is the number, his strokes gained putting number from 2019, 2020 season. He was 151st on the PGA Tour. Last year, sixth. That's an absurd absurd yeah. improvement comeback putter of the year jason kokrak easily give him a gold-plated putter this man <laughs> deserves it it's a huge jump you don't see that rarely yeah. ever um i don't know man i i don't understand why he's 35 to 1 he won the houston open six weeks ago he's been playing relatively well and he bombs the ball off the tee I think the thing with Kokrak is either boom or bust. He'll mix in top tens with cuts left and right. I'm going to take the top 10 this week because I think the driver plus the putting is going to put him in position to make a bunch of birdies. He's not necessarily the most accurate guy off the tee, but he is a fairly good on the distance metrics. I'm going to take it, man. I, I think he's got a good chance this week, but I'm going to hedge it on the top 10. Okay. I like that pick. Obviously, I, I talked about him earlier. I just think he's he's a menace. Uh, in, in a good way. Um, I, another guy with a, a bravado about him, he's freaking huge, uh, just not a care in the world, just kind of goes out there and, and does his thing. <laughs> and, uh, 
you know, uh, to, to place Kograk in the top 10 is probably something I'll be doing a couple times this season. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. The other number in that 30 range, Brooks Kepka, 30 to one. I, I have yeah, no, no interest. Thanks. Yeah. No interest. No thanks. I mean, it, with Brooks, it's just like, he's the antithesis of the speed, the speed argument. Speed is I care. I want to be here. Brooks. It's always you. We know you don't care. Like we just right. know. So it, he it, says it. Right. He says it. And Speed says the exact opposite. So it, it makes sense. I, of all the golfers in that window, though, clearly the one with the most talent is Brooks Kepka. If you're taking 30 and longer, he is the most talented golfer in that group, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Unless you want to call, you know, unless you want to say Harris English is playing the best golf of anybody in that range. Sure. Um, you know, as far as talent goes, it's, it's Kepka. Right. If, if you're trying out into a major, Brooks Kepka is going to be in the top 10 odds every time Brooke or Harris English, maybe not as much, but yeah. And it, I think you're right that there's a, there's a clear motivation factor when it comes to what he's doing. Um, did we get all your picks this week? Anybody we're missing? We got them all. Um, if you want me to recap them, yeah, I will re- recap um, the card. Let's do it. Yeah. So my, uh, my inside the leather picks to kick it off at uh, the century tournament of champions, Jordan Spieth, top 10 plus plus one thirty. Garrick Higo, top 20 at even money. Both are two-unit plays. Um, your inside of the leather picks, you've got uh, a Kokrak, top 10 at 2-1, to one, a Burns, top 10 at plus 125, both two units. So that's four four total units for uh, for both of us on uh, on placement bets. And then uh, our win bets, our, our double breakers, I've got JT to win, my only win bet the of the lock. week. The lock, he the says. Lock. The lock. Sorry about your your Cam Smith. <laughs> yeah. and your speed Sounds like bets. I should just light this money on fire. Whatever. Yeah. So uh, Jeff is on Cam Smith at twenty two to one, and Speed at twenty two to one, both for half a unit. Um, and then my JT win bet is is a full unit. So we both have five units out there, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll roll them in. Here's here's the nice part. I've already submitted a DraftKings lineup this week, and Justin Thomas is in that lineup. So I am behind you on let's have a good. Have a good JT weekend. That would be a lot of fun for a lot of reasons. He is my favorite golfer. I would love to see him start this year out with the bang. Be a great opportunity awesome. for it. Um, outside that, that's that's really it this week. Um, shorter field, obviously, no cut event. Only can be here if you've won in the previous season. Anything else, Mark, on the world of golf for this weekend that you want to touch on? Oh, that's all I got. I think. How many majors does Morikawa win this year? One. One. All right. Oh, over under, I think is probably set at one and a half. That's how good he is. You think one and a half? Yeah, I think so. There's so much talent. It's really hard to say, but I, I mean, I could see him winning at the open. He's obviously yeah. defending. So, wow, Jeff, great pick. Wow. You're picking the defending jet. <laughs> but I he's won it. a PGA before, you know, yeah. he's, yeah, he can do it. He can do it all. And here's the it thing. honestly would not surprise me if he won two or three. <laughs> okay. And, and the other one that we all agree on, he's, I mean, kind of tailor made for is the masters. Right. Correct. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. His putting is the thing that will always hold him back there, but his, unless he has, unless he has a huge turnaround and in the tournaments he's won, he's shown at least an ability to putt like the greatest at golfer conce- alive. Right. At concession. When he won that WGC there, he putted like a madman. Right. It was so if he if he can do world. that, he can he can win two or three majors this year. I, I don't know if he does it, but he can. 
Right. Well, and that's part of the handicap that we talked about towards the tail end of last year. You, you have to kind of figure out, okay, the numbers might not be great here, but God, if he finds a hot putter, watch out. And that mm -hmm. is the case with, with Morikawa every week because the rest of the game travels. He hits every fairway. He flushes every iron. He just has to make the eight-foot birdie putts. That's it. That's literally yep. what's standing between him and a grand slam for the years yep. up. Absolutely. Career grand slam for the record. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily built to win a PGA, but he, you know, he could, he could get to that point without a doubt. Um, he won the PGA. U.S. Open. I'm sorry. I meant U.S. Open. I meant U.S. Open. Okay. With I got to keep my co-host straight I know, here. Guys. I know. Thank you. Thank you. I, for Yeah. You know, you got me. That yeah. Was I got you now. Uh, thanks for picking me back up, you know, face yeah. down on the floor. Uh, Ove, does Brayson win a major this year? No. Nope. Quick answer. Does, no. Does Spieth win a major this year? God, I hope so, but no. Wouldn't that be fun? God. That would be fun. Ah, man. I, I'm rooting for him to win at St. Andrews, honestly, just as a fan. But, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll say no, um, but, but I'm rooting for it. Just know that. Now that Tony Finau can win golf tournaments, does he win a major this year? Oh, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> you hear the, the anguish in my voice. I don't know. Um, and really, I do want to root for him. The guy is a, he's a great he guy, great. right? Yeah, he's great. Uh, but I don't know if he will. You know, if, if I have Morikawa winning two majors, and then Rom probably wins one. Nice, yeah. You know? Hard to say, yep. It's just hard to say that that Tony Finau is going to win right. one of four majors. I, I think Justin Thomas wins a major this year. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and if he does, there's there's your four. Right there's there, your four. You know? I was going to say, and mm -hmm. then and then who knows? Like maybe you know you've got like the Cantlays of the world, and like maybe say, Hovland or Daniel yep. Berger. Yep. And Shoffley. I mean, right, exactly. We, we so, were close to a Shoffley Masters win until he dunked it in the pond. Golf is so great, isn't it, Jeff? It is. It's fantastic. And there's so much talent. It's going to be a tremendous season. Uh, we are excited to be back for season two. We're excited to be here for every tournament, every week, breaking down the board, our inside of other picks, our double breaker picks. And with that, we're going to put a bow, a bow on the first episode in 2022. The Century Tournament of Champions tease it up on Thursday. The podcast recorded Tuesday night will be dropping Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this, this content, the opportunity. We're excited to be a part of the PGA Tour ride with you all. Tune in each and every week. We'll have all the picks, all the numbers, all the banter. We'll see you next time on the Walk In Podcast.